The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Well, new independent research has found that nearly a quarter of Australians are banking on getting an inheritance in order to lead a good life financially, which I think is quite a high number. Um, 64% of Australians are planning on leaving an inheritance and 57% of people are giving their kids absolutely everything they have. Vanessa Stoikov is on the line, a money expert, to talk about not only this research, but also if you were to come into an inheritance, what should you do with that money? Having such a large amount of money uh, very quickly deposited into your bank account could be a surprise to some people. So, Vanessa, thanks for being on the program. Thanks for having me. And look, I think the big headline on that research is that one in four Australians are banking on an inheritance to actually have a financially good life. So, I mean, in a way, that's kind of sad because there's a quarter of the population waiting for someone to die to have a financially stable life. But, you know, the opportunity is is much bigger here because over the next 10 to 15 years, we'll see three and a half trillion next generation And it's the biggest wealth transfer in Australia's history. So, you know, there's this big wave of cash coming. We're calling it the wealth tsunami. And we've had a lot of press around it because people are interested in it. But how people use that wealth, um, well, is a game changer for this country. So, and of course, there's a lot of people who won't be getting an inheritance. And that only further widens the gap between people who've had help and people who haven't. So... There's actually a lot to think about with this. Certainly is. Just with that headline stat of uh, one in four wanting an inheritance to live a good life financially, you're absolutely right. It is a bit of a dark prospect that someone's sitting around there waiting for someone to die so they can take all of their thing. I mean, yeah, it's just something about that that, I don't know, it doesn't uh, make me feel too good. But anyway, that's the life that people are leading. But why do you think that is? Is it because uh, housing prices and cost of living has gone up so quickly and outstripped wages growth that people do need that extra money in order to live well? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head and said that doesn't make me feel good in the biggest challenge we've got. Because the biggest challenge we've got is to get people talking about this. And I don't think, although I had a really good Cruella DeVille picture in my mind when you were saying, sitting there waiting for you to die, (laughs) but I think a lot of people are suffering from the fact that it is so damn expensive to live in the city, especially, and wages haven't gone up, but housing has gone through the roof. And that's why the chasm between have and have not and people with and people without is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I really hope that this wealth transfer, part of it can be about evening that up by philanthropy. I think there's a lot of people who are younger, who've got a different view of the world, who don't just want me, 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 who may well, well, their parents, I mean, my dad had an apartment in Ocean Street, Bondi in 1960-something and then bought it, um, sold it to get a house in Gunnedah. But hey, a real estate case study you don't want to follow. (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) um, but those whose parents who did buy back then and who now are sitting on five, six, seven million dollar properties in some cases, just because property is insane, mm. there's a lot of people that are going to inherit a lot of money. And I hope that they go, and I think a lot of them will, how can I help change the world? Because if it's one thing COVID's taught us is we've got to stop just taking and we've got to give back. We've got to give back to the world. And so many people believe that. I, I intrinsically 
believe this could be an amazing thing for people if we started talking about it this way. Um, when you look at the size of the inheritance, did the research look at that, um, what the sort of average amount of money coming into each person that gets it might be? Because I see here 57% of people are planning on giving their kids absolutely everything they have. Uh, so what is the average uh, inheritance likely to be? Well, averaged out based on the research from the sample we did, it turned out to be about $320,000 per person. So as an average, which is a life-changing amount of money, no matter, I mean, it's not going to buy you a house in Sydney or anywhere. Or Melbourne, yeah. Pretty much, no, yeah, well, correct. Um, Then, But it's going to change your life still. But there's a lot of people where that wealth will be vastly different. People that do have properties in Sydney and Melbourne that pass them on, will be leaving millions and that number will be skewed. A a big thing to think about with that too, if you don't get in front of this, my whole platform here is courageous conversations. Let's just get real and talk about this stuff. Like saying, oh, that makes me feel creepy. That's the, the issue we're up against. So the more I can get out there and just talk to people about the opportunity and you know, how it could be very life changing. Like the whole concept of warm hands is one I love too, which is where parents, you know, make financial decisions where they can give part of their wealth or whatever their property's worth and downsize to their kids so they can get a deposit or so they can start a business or move regionally or whatever it is they want to do. But if you're not having those narratives with your family and those conversations and you don't know yourself what you really want, then this inheritance, well, most people, 39% in the research, said they'd put it in savings. Mm. Now, I mean, A, I wonder how different that would have been pre-COVID. I think we would have seen quite a different thing on travel and all sorts of dreams fulfilled. But the other thing that shows me is that people don't know what they want to do with it and they're afraid. So, again, fear doesn't make you have conversations where you can problem solve because you'd rather see that cohort investing money and growing that for the next generation rather than just sitting there in fear, not knowing what to do. Is savings a good call at the moment? Just because the interest rates are so low, you get absolutely nothing just about in terms of a return on your money. Would it be better to actually put your money to work? Like, I don't know, investing in a business or something, which then creates jobs and prosperity for other people. Yeah, look, I mean, A, money, the only reason you'd have your money in the bank account is liquidity. If you need cash fast, you need to have a portion of your money there if the proverbial hits the fan. Other than that, you'd never use that as an investment. You'll be, you know, (laughs) very old and not earning much, but you can start a business. I've got, we do a lot of inspirational stories. So on my website, vanessastoikov.com, there's stories of like the lady that started Bath Bomb in Perth had $6,000, which she put into bath chemicals. And over COVID, bath products went off. She turns over two and a half million now. Wow. And she just said, my dad can't believe that I'm making two and a half million off this. Like she started it in a garage. Mm. And um, I love those stories. So there's definitely them. But there's also stock market opportunities and trading platforms where you can buy individual shares. And, um, I mean, for my son's 18th birthday, we've given him shares in Apple and Atlassian and one that he could choose himself. And, you know, that's $4,000 that he's getting. But if he'll turn that over a lifetime, he'll learn how the market works. He'll buy stuff with some of the profit other things like that's a way of teaching him how to generate wealth in the new world and, and technology means you can so what's your advice to people particularly people that might be sitting there and thinking well i could have an inheritance coming to be honest in our family we don't really talk much about how much money do you have and what assets do you have and to be honest i don't think that's a 
profitable conversation to have, pardon the pun, but um, people may think about that they've got money coming to them. So what should you actually do if you suddenly end up with that large amount of money, $320,000 deposited into your bank account? Um, how do you stop yourself going crazy? Because I have heard of you know, lottery winners and things going absolutely crazy and then the money's gone within a very short uh, time frame. Oh, well, there's always the crazy spenders. I think there's less of them post-COVID and mm. how much more online shopping can we do? Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but I would say you're missing out on your family by not talking about it. It sounds like you've got really good values and maybe you could talk about philanthropy and ways to change things. That, that would be my challenge to you, my friend. My message to everyone is start to understand the questions you need to ask yourself or of your kids if you're leaving it. On my website, there's free resources and you go to the inheritance part and just download that, um, vanessastoygov.com, and that is the start for the questions you need to start asking. It all starts with the conversations. And just to the people that uh, may have an inheritance that they're planning on leaving, would your advice be to give 100% of your inheritance to the next generation or would you be saying, well, I'm going to put in my will to be philanthropic and give it to a philanthropic organisation or give 10% away and give 90% to the children or something like that? Yeah, look, I think that's totally up to the individual, but more and more people that I know, particularly those who have considerable wealth, you know, do leave to charity. And I think that's an amazing contribution. So, but I mean, it depends. If you've got three kids or, you know, if this money is going to be life-changing to your children and there's just enough, then do what you need to do to be true to yourself. But just talk about it with people and get it in the open. And I don't know, I think there's something to be celebrated. Baby boomers have achieved a lot and they're handing over a massive amount of wealth. It'd be lovely to think that their legacy was yeah really understood and celebrated i'll be honest something that concerns me sometimes about being philanthropic is just making sure that the money actually goes through to the people that need it and it does actually change lives because i do know that with some organizations there can be concerns about administration costs etc do you have any advice there on how you can make sure that your money will really make a difference well, that's all about due diligence, isn't it? What what the bad, the, the, the dumb ones have done have left the others in a quandary is they created mistrust. It's exactly the issue with superannuation and, and financial advice. Um, when they mistrust, it's very hard to engage with it at all. And then you lose. Like, I would just do my due diligence. So I know which charities do good work and what mm. I believe in. I've been giving to the same ones for 17 years. And I guess... Um, I guess you've got to make your own choice on that, but don't do nothing because you're feared that it's not going to go in the right spot. Just do your research. Well, thanks so much for being on the program. Really appreciate your insights. I think you've got a lot of people thinking this morning. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed talking to you. Thank you very much. Vanessa Stoikov there, money expert, looking at this idea of inheritances. Are you expecting a big amount of money to come into your bank account one day? Do you actually think about it? Or are you planning on leaving things to your children? The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.